0: Welcome to the Footy Lads Chat, Fantasy Football and Betting. You join us on what is the 30th birthday of the Premier League, the greatest league in the world. On this episode today, we'll be looking at reviewing the fixtures from last week. We'll be looking forward to game week three, looking at some potential captains, transfers and differentials. We'll have some weekend match previews before finishing um, with our best bets and trebles for next weekend's football. I'm Martin and I'm joined in the studio by James.
1: Hi, guys. It was a poor week on fantasy for me last week. I uh, gambled on Mahrez, which didn't pay off, and obviously Haaland had a poor return. Hoping to come back strong this week uh, with some great differentials.
0: Yeah, I'm just about just bang on average uh, this week. Not a great week for me either, but as this is recording, the Liverpool game is yet to kick off. Kicks off in about an hour's time, and I've still got Salah as captain and Trent to play as well, so I'm hoping for a clean sheet and a couple of goals. Um, having a quick look back on some of the players that we picked uh, last week, um, quite positive really from from what we picked out. Um, we looked at Lucas Digne, who was picked as a differential. Um, obviously, unfortunate with the own goal. There's not much you can do about that. However, we had Kyle Walker Peters uh, mentioned in one of our episodes. He got a goal at the weekend. Good finish. Uh, Rodrigo has scored two at the weekend, and that's three for the season for him. And uh, Gabriel Jesus also opened his account for Arsenal, so not a bad, not a bad start to the season there. Right, so we're going to review last week's fixtures to um, see what our assessment of those are. Uh, the weekend started at Villa Park, uh, Lampard versus Gerrard. Um, did you expect Everton to score like they did?
1: No, I mean it was a. I wasn't looking forward to the game. I thought it was a pretty poor game in general Villa was the best of a bad bunch really I mean the game only came alive really the last 10 minutes Uh, and Everton in the end were unlucky not to get a point a couple of the players I mean I thought Coutinho had another very poor game Um, Bundia looked very very lively when he came on Um, is Coutinho injured now is he? I think so yeah I'm not sure he would have kept his place anyway yeah, but it's the same story. Everton need a striker desperately.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't expect them to score. I didn't expect it to be. I expected Villa to win. Um, but I didn't expect it to be that close, to be honest. Everton could have nicked it at the end. They had a couple of chances in the last couple of minutes. Um, but Avilla are off the mark now. Where do you think they'll finish?
1: I think they'll be lucky to finish mid table. I think they certainly won't go down they're not where they need to or want to be they um, can't see them pushing like the top six top seven so I think if they come top half they've had a good season
0: Okay, now on to the three o'clockers I think there's a big trouble brewing at Southampton Um, Hasenhutl's odds have slashed for being the first manager sacked Uh, he's won one in 15 Premier League games Um, they've come back from 2-0 down but What do you
1: think of that? Yeah, we've mentioned on both episodes so far that we think they're going to be in a relegation battle. I struggle to blame the manager entirely because, I mean, you look at their team and their standout players from the last couple of seasons have been Brozier and Danny Ings, which obviously they've, they've lost both seasons. They haven't got a striker to replace them. They don't spend huge amounts of cash. Uh, uh, Mara looked very good I know he was only there for about 20 minutes or so but I mean the pass he did for Cole Walker-Peters if you saw was uh,
0: absolutely brilliant defence yeah. score to earn it and um, uh, looking at a
1: few of his stats he doesn't look great if you're looking for fantasy at the mini but he's only 20 and if that first game is anything to go by I think he, they've got a great player on the hands there uh, but yeah the same with Everton like we've just spoke about they desperately need a striker who's going to gonna get him goals, otherwise you could be saying bye-bye.
0: Speaking of strikers, it's probably going to get 10-15 goals at least. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, he's got two at the weekend. Scudder could have scored five. He's been boosted to 74% ownership in Fantasy League. Um, 4-2, are Leicester in trouble as well?
1: Potentially, yeah. They certainly need to keep hold of Tillmans, Madison, Barnes, whoever else has been linked away. They're Ward, they haven't replaced Michael. Ward looked okay the first game, but he made a dreadful error. I've seen you pull a few of them. Did you see the error he made?
0: Yes, yeah, he dropped it, yeah. And I had him on my bench as well. <laughs> uh, so they might look at uh, reinvesting in a new keeper, Ward, at the minute.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure whether they'll keep him in next game or whether they'll go to the Everson or whether they'll. I'm just amazed. Like They're normally good in the transfer market, they normally splash a bit of cash, but not to sign one single player. I mean, it can't be Rodgers though, it's got to be coming from above him.
0: He's, He's usually quite a positive guy, Rogers, and for the first time that I can remember, he looked visibly annoyed at the end and just cheesed off and... Probably getting a bit disillusioned with what's happening, especially where some of the other better players as well are attracting attention. Like the, the squad could get even weakened, not, not strengthened as the window closes.
1: Yeah, they've probably overperformed in the last two, five years or so, but you expect them to be certainly challenging for top six, or like they're a mile off that at the minute. Um, just going on to Ramsdale, with uh, if Arsenal are to do a sustained bid for top four, or even title. Do you think Ramsdale's is good enough?
0: Um I do. I th- I'd rate him as a goalkeeper. I think he's probably pushing Pickford as well for the England jersey. I think he's uh I do rate him actually. I think he's a really good shot stopper. Um I know he's trying to play out from the back and it's whether he's good enough with his feet. Um but to me, could he have done much about the goals? Probably not.
1: I think uh, I think the one certainly was trying out to money. Which one was that? Um I can't think. It was the two goal scorers now.
0: Uh, the two goals were, there was an own goal which he couldn't do much about. Oh no, but the
1: other one, I mean... James that, Madison. has gone through his legs. It's, it's, oh, it. of
0: course, yeah, it did. It did. Um,
1: but the other one was, I don't know whether you saw it, but a long ball through and Vardy's gone round him. Yeah. But, and I mean, he's he's been no man's land there, I know it's not a pen, but I'm not convinced by him, I've I got to say. The, the thing that
0: I'm not convinced with Arsenal is that if they're going to make a push is that over-reliance on Gabriel Jesus, some of the other big teams, you know, City won the league without Haaland last year they're clearly not relying on him Liverpool will get goals throughout the team are Arsenal going to rely on him and if something happens to him will Arsenal make the top four?
1: Well you got to say no if something happens to him I do you think they've got you know 8-10 to 10 goals in Martinelli the same with Saka the same with Smith-Rowe Odegaard will get a few Like if they all stay fit i like I can't see him not coming in the top four. Um, like Martinelli was going to mention actually about fantasy, he's got a he's up to about forty percent ownership now. He's gone up 0.2 Mill had only six point two. You've got to be. I looking, brought in Martinelli already yeah, for next I, week. I have as well. Um, I think we're a bit late to the party, I think. I, well, the reason I didn't stick him in at the start was because I thought, well, I'd, I still do think Rowe is a better player and he would play, but he's certainly not going to be a. Getting near that side eleven at the minute.
0: Right, now going from a goal with uh, a game with loads of goals in with the six at Arsenal over to, to what was quite an entertaining nil nil to be fair. Um Brighton, they're plucky, aren't they? they? They they pick up results like.
1: Yeah, they play some good football. They they average the possession is certainly against anyone who's not in the top six, they always dominate possession. And when you look at the players, no one ever stands out for you, do they? You're not thinking how oh, they've got... And they, they've lost the best players again this this summer. And they, like, I'm a massive fan of Graham Potter and he just gets the best out of these players. But like we've mentioned with a couple of other teams, they're missing that striker who's going to get you 15 goals. And I mean, if there was to get a striker who could get you 15, even 20 goals, then who knows where Brighton could end up.
0: Well, I'm going to pick out a Brighton striker in particular uh, a bit later on in the show. Uh, it looks like Mope is going to go to uh, Forrest as well they've accepted a £15 million pound bid for him uh, from Forrest uh, this afternoon he's not, he's not played a single minute of Premier League fixture play, played a minute for Brighton uh, so far this season but that's I mean Forrest are signing anyone. the one I mean, they've
1: already got Brendan Johnson the um, a Nigerian fellow up front so where does Mopay fit into all this I
0: presume the squad, I presume. They're wealthily backed, aren't they? And they're just trying to uh, get a squad together. Right, what we thought would be a cricket score um, probably wasn't too bad for Bournemouth at the Etihad.
1: Yeah, I think it's par, isn't it? I mean, if you go most bottom 10 teams, if they lose 4-0 at City, they can kind of write it off. They didn't get embarrassed. Um, the only notable thing is... Holland having two touches, um, which is very worrying for me um, going into the future games. He hasn't been, I, he'll get used to it eventually, but playing dense bush shoot up, the down stick, 10 men behind the ball every game. And I, I've been telling you he's going to score 30 odd goals, and he, he still might, but that game's for major doubts for me, and like I have actually. I'm actually swapping De Bruyne for Haaland just because I I just think De Bruyne's better value
0: Yeah, I just think City aren't used to having that focal point up front and there's a point where Phil Foden went in on goal and he could have just squared it across for Haaland and he's probably not used to having somewhere up there with him and he just snatched at it and took it and I think in the interview afterwards Pep kind of said, you know, next time we know that he's always going to be there, he's one of the best strikers in the world, he'll be there Um, Interview from Scott Parker, did you see it at the end of the game where he was no. Really, really refreshingly honest. To be honest, and he, he literally just said, "Look, we didn't expect to get anything. We came here for you know to compete, but we'll take a four-nil and off we pop." Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which is quite refreshing to see, uh, and it just shows the golfing class real in between the the top teams and the and the ones at the bottom. All right, yeah. another three o'clock kickoff um, where we both thought Bulls were going to win. They didn't. I'm not quite sure how they didn't win. Um, the new striker was on the bench. Could you pick out any sort of value, anything on offer from uh, from the nil-nil morning?
1: It's the same old story. I know for the listeners who listened to our uh, Twitter podcast on Thursday, we had a Wolves fan on. who uh, was telling us where this was going to be the answer to all their problems. I mean, I don't think he had a touch when he came on. They've had one shot on target. I mean, they've had a few open goal, open nets. Morgan Gibbs-White had one. Not the easiest chance, but, I mean, he gets it on target, he scores. Neto, there's a few he's had. Um, one when he's gone through on the left-hand side, he straight at the keeper. Then one when he's about three yards out, open goal, and then he's tried to take a touch across goal. I mean, they're just... They're not clinical enough. They're, they're nice little power Neto. They're nice little, you know... Tic-tac players, but they just haven't got that clinical edge. And they keep going for the same players. You've got that Trinko, you've Huang, Neto, this Morgan Gibbs, White. None of them are going to get you 15 goals. None of them have got a clinical bone in their body. Um, they need a striker. And, I mean, in the end, they're lucky not to uh, lose with Mitrovic, Miss Penn.
0: Yeah, the Wolves fan that we had on at the weekend, he was very, well, at midweek, sorry, he was very passionate, weren't he? Uh, And we asked, we posed the question to him, where, where are they going to finish? And he said, if uh, if you get a striker, which they, they, they got in Guedes, that they'd make the top six. Wolves, top six for you? Yeah, bottom six. Bottom six. <laughs> I'm going to just go mid-table mediocrity. Another team that have had a, well, that could be in for mid-table uh, mediocrity, Manchester United. What on earth? Happened? What went wrong?
1: I just, You don't know where to start. I mean, they're just basic errors which you shouldn't be doing on Sunday League. Like could, whether it's Ten Hag telling them to play off them back, but what what set the stall out? They've had a warning. McGuire strolling around about twenty yards away, and then he's played a ball into Eriksson, like like he's like knocking a ball to a mate on a beach or something. Eriksson then. Uh, got tackled and then Maguire's brought him down on the edge of the box and then they've done the exact same but they didn't get away with it the second time I mean De Gea's the first goal you can kind of forgive De that he's kept him from being quickest scores in the past you can kind of forgive that but the uh, ball out he did to in the second time but they're all to blame and, and like even when they're 4-0 down at half time come out second half there's absolutely no fight and they've just they've just except Accepted the four
0: nil think There's massive issues, isn't there? At United. I think I think the keeper's one. I think he's an issue. I I'd, I'd get rid of the keeper. And if you know Dean Henderson, who's at Forest, looks like quite a decent keeper. And uh, they've loaned him out and treated him like rubbish last year. If you're going to play this, playing it out from the back, you need a keeper who's comfortable in doing it. And De Gea to me doesn't look like he is. They've signed a centre half who's keeping Varane out of the team somehow alongside Maguire. Uh, who's what, five foot nine and that don't work in the Premier League he, get, he got beaten at the back post for a, what was it, the third goal um, and teams are going to target him and that, I'm not saying teams will go long and target him, it's just when crosses come into the box, the chances are these strikers in the Premier League, six foot odd he's going to get beaten in the air and then the last one for me is Eriksen, he's playing him in like a holding midfield role which I don't think Eriksen's ever played before you know even have to put that Martinez into that older midfield role, and, and drop Varane in, or or what you do, what, and that's without touching on you and uh, Ronaldo as well, because that's it's just a mess, isn't it?
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, they, they played the Eriksen as a false nine last week, and then they've played him as a number six this week, but then playing Fred as number eight. I mean,
0: well, he, he dropped um, at Tomini, hasn't he, at the weekend, and brought in Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. So if you look, he's got about five attacking players on. And they've still not mustered any sort of attacking intent, and obviously it's left them wide open at the back. So
1: yeah, the notable thing for me though, I mean, playing the third third number eight to Oaks number six, I mean, like everybody in the world can see that they're the opposite players. So you, you, you could, there's things you can't you can't forgive being a man you play with the basic errors I've made at the back. But like, I'm worried about how good this uh, ten Hog is. After seeing some of the tactical decisions he's done
0: in the first two weeks, I was thinking the exact same thing to be honest. Uh, and with the trip coming up, to, with Liverpool coming uh, on Monday night, you know, they could be three games in, no points, poor goal difference, and, and at the bottom of the league. And it's a, it's a mountain to climb in it to, to claw anything back from mm-hmm. there on. Um, we both said this last week on last week's show. We said uh, the City Ground would be absolutely rocking. It was uh, Forest. Lucky to get the 1 0 or deserved it? Deserved
1: it? I mean, I thought they did all right the first. Well, to be honest, I thought they played all right, but I mean, it could have easily been 4 0 West Ham, couldn't it? I mean, they've hit the bar two times and it's bounced on the line. They've obviously missed the pen. The dislow goal when Antonio's run into the centre back, well, they've run into each other, I don't know what planet. That's disallowed. Even the pen. He's, he's saved it with three yards out and he's got a yellow. That should have been a sending-off, shouldn't well um, But yeah, it's a great three points for him, but yeah, on another day, uh, they would have got hammered. The only positive I did see, um, Nico Williams, uh, Forrest. He's playing in the back five, but he's taken all the free kicks, all the corners. He's delivered some cracking balls and... Um, I think he will get some attacking returns this season, and the four mil. I think you've got to uh, start looking at him.
0: Um, did you mean then to just say West Ham got hammered? Was that a play on words? No. No, yeah, just just witty like that without knowing about it. And then, did I remember rightly you saying something about Declan Rice taking penalties on one episode we've had already?
1: <laughs> well, I did tape him at the the first episode to gain to think about gaining a minion team if you wanted to. Cheap option, he was, he was the second cheapest player at midfield, 5 mil. I said he would take Penos. He won't be taking Penos from now on.
0: Yeah, poor penalty, to be honest. Um, but, right, going on to the game of the weekend, uh, the Battle of the Bridge. Um, it went to and fro. It was absolutely pulsating, to be honest. We had managers running down the touchline. We had both managers sent off. We had four goals. Absolute great London derby. What do you think that... What do you, is it obviously? It's probably a better point for Spurs than it is for Chelsea. Do you reckon? Is it?
1: I think it, before the game, both teams probably take a point, just move on. You know, against your rivals, you never mind gain a point. What are we, I'm going to take from the match? Well, it's more to do with the coaches. They've played each other three or four times last season, probably four times. Chelsea got the upper hand every time, and Chelsea which Spurs. They made Spurs look amateur the first half. Chelsea absolutely battered him in all departments. And I think that's down to Tuchel outsmarting Conte. I just think he's, he always gets the tactics right. I think Tuchel's a very underestimated manager. Um, like They didn't get a sniff first half Spurs. Um, it just looked boys v men.
0: Right, uh, refereeing decisions, if we quickly touch on them. How on earth does that Harry Kane goal is that given did you see the hair pull where
1: he yeah I've, uh, s- I've seen the hair pull um, yeah I'd, even the first goal with Hoiberg uh, I mean Richarlison's in an offside
0: position and... well he's in offside position there's a there's an absolute Stonewall foul in the build up but we were told that the rulings if it goes on 45 seconds or something they can't, they can't pull it back that long but Richarlison again was clattered in the build up to it. it clattered into someone's in the build up to it and uh, Madness. Um, good advert for the Premier League or bad advert for the Premier League? All those antics.
1: I, I love it personally. Um, it's what you want to see, isn't it? Uh, and there's always drama, Chelsea, Tottenham. If you remember a few years back, that was one of my favourite games when there was just challenges going in all over the shop. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's, uh, Absolutely. It's I, th- game. I think
0: uh, I think Jamie Carragher said the same on uh, Sunday night, didn't he? And he was saying that it's, You know, it's not what you want to see, it's not a great role model but also it's brilliant to to watch isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Right, that's it for part one, Uh, we're going to look at part two in a second, we're going to look at uh, game week three, we're going to look at some transfers captains and differentials Okay, for this part of the podcast we're going to start to look towards game week three, transfers in and out, captains and differentials We've had a lot of uh, good fortune, to be honest, with our differentials. Um, the three players that we picked uh, last week for you, the top three, uh, two of them managed to hit double figures. Um, so we've been looking at the stats, been looking at the, uh, the fixtures, and we're going to go with a couple of differentials each. Um, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Right. First one I'm going to go with, striker, mm-hmm. Brighton, Danny Welbeck. Okay. Danny Welbeck, Um seems to have started the season well uh, he's available at 6.5 million which isn't bad for a striker that you know he's going to start uh, that you know he's going to play especially with Mopey leaving now he's, he's 100% going to play um, he just looks up for it um, He's. we've talked already about the kindness of Brighton's fixtures they don't have a um, fixture now that's rated more than a 3 difficulty for one, two, three, four. I say it's six games. So game week nine is when they they've next have one. Danny wellback currently, what do you think his ownership is? Uh, no point five. No point five. One point three. So he's, you know, he's, he, no one's got him. Um, I think he's I think he's got potential. I think the way Brighton play, he uh, he he picks up points. He's uh, he's already into double figures for his season. Um, he got an assist uh, at United. Um, on the first game week and was really unlucky to not get a goal at home to Newcastle this week so he looks up for it he looks on fire he's not a bad player 6.5 Danny Welbeck it's my first differential
1: Right well you started with a striker I'll mention a striker I'm actually going to mention a team Um, and I think briefly we had a chat about it before we came on air and I think you have actually got a player from this team as well we're going to look at Brentford's team, uh, not just because of will be United 4-0, but the next fixtures, they've got Fulham, Everton, Palace, Leeds, Southampton, all of which, well, you'd think are going to be coming in the bottom six or seven. And I'll start with, uh, well, I'll start with both of them, actually. I'll start with Tony and Umbermo. They're both, Umbermo's a striker this year, not a midfielder, but Umbermo's 6 million, Tony's 7 million. Uh, Tony's got 7% ownership and Umbremo's got 2.5. Uh, you would prefer Tony because he's on penalties, uh, but if you haven't got quite the cash for the 7 million, I mean, Umbremo, I think, is, is great value at 6 million. And the other player we'll look at is uh, Rico Henry, uh, 4.5 mil, and he's only got 0.9% ownership. He plays as part of a back five he does like to get forward. He did score a couple of goals last year. remember him in the Warsaw days. Uh, Loves to get forward. Great left foot in him. Uh, so I think he's got some defensive and attacking possibilities in the next uh, what, five weeks, five game weeks. Nice fixtures.
0: Yeah, I looked at a Brentford player. My second differential was actually Josh De Silva. Um, I just went with him just because of his price. Um he is the um, cheapest midfielder uh, that's currently playing in in, uh, in Brentford's midfield. Um, the thing is with him, he's not a guaranteed starter. And I know they've just spent uh, a lot of money on uh, Damsgaard from Zampadoria. Now, I don't think they'll throw him straight in, especially when they're on a, a good little run. Um, Josh uh, De Silva he's got 14 points already across his first two game weeks so he's, uh, he's averaging 7 he's scored in both games already he started off as 4.5 million he has gone up to 4.6 so he's already had a price rise of uh, slightly however you know the other midfielders the got the Jensens the Norgaard uh, Visser all 5.5 at least uh Josh Silver you can get at 4.6 and he's only got a uh, ownership of 5% Gone with him because of the uh, the, the run fixtures that they've got?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a player I haven't really heard of much. Um, so I did do a little bit of digging on De Silva earlier because I don't re- remember him from last season. And the fact is that he was injured for most part of it. So I looked at his figures from the previous season, he'd got five goals, four assists. And the season before, he'd got 10 goals and four assists, so 14 goals and assists in the 45 games he featured in. Uh, at the age of, well, he would have been 18 or 19 there. So I think it stuttered his development a bit with the injury last year, but I certainly think he is a player for the future.
0: He certainly is. He started off, um, obviously wasn't uh, injured coming into the season, and he started off as a £5.5 million player. So he's one of the more premium players uh, in what would have been Brentford's first year as well, in the Premier League with prices a bit lower. Um, you can get him for, obviously, a million less now. He started this season at four point five. Only managed to feature seven times last year, but again, that was totally down to uh, injuries and in fitness. So as long as he keeps up the good run of form, he um, should be able to get you uh, some cheap points.
1: Yeah, I'll um, <clears throat> move on to my next one. It's a bit of a risk, but I do think he'll start, uh, and it's Emerson Royal for Spurs. Uh, he started both games of right wing-back. He wasn't sure who would start the season, whether it would be Doherty, uh, the new kid, Spence. But I think Emerson Royale is his position at the minute. And they've got Wolves and Forest at the next two games. We've mentioned that Wolves can't score if they play all night. Emerson Will's only got 2.5% ownership and a 5 mil. He got a golden assist maybe the first game, did he? Or? Uh, yeah,
0: Anderson. Emerson Royale did, yeah. Um,
1: so I think he's got great potential. It's just obviously there's always a little bit of a question mark if he's going to play. But I, for the next two game weeks, I think he's worth getting in your squad.
0: Yeah, he's definitely worth the shout. I think Cessna and the Niani is kind of in competition for him on one of those flanks. Um, ben Davis as well, but it, it looks as if he, he kind of banished Regulon to play with the reserves, and he's off, so like he's a bit less competition. Um, yeah, he's had a good start to the season. Amazon Royale. he, he got nine ga- nine points on game week one. Um, you know, he only picked up the one against Chelsea, but you know, away at Chelsea is a difficult fixture, isn't it?
1: yeah going on to back to Richarlison he, he came on last yesterday in place of S- Session Yon as like a, a left wing back as such do you think that's a role for him for the future who for Richarlison yeah.
0: or for somebody in your team
1: no for Richarlison
0: yeah but well he's listed as a as a forward and he's valued at 8.5 million. Oh, No not to,
1: not to certainly I'd never have him in my team I'm yeah. just saying do you think that's the plan because I would wondered why they'd signed him at the start of the season but do you think they've signed him as I think the
0: versatility that he offers is certainly um a, a plus point in signing him um he's someone that can get your goals you know in a in a really struggling Everton team last year he still got 10 you know and then he got seven the year before and then 13, two years before, so he's track record of getting over 10 goals. And if he can fill in at, at full-back, at wing, he could probably stick him up front as well if anything ever was to happen to Harry Kane. Rich Arlinson's one that, when I was talking about Arsenal earlier, saying, do they rely on Gabriel Jesus, the fact that these have signed Rich Arlinson, I think, put Spurs in a slightly strong position because they've got someone who can fill in. You know, In years gone by, Spurs have relied on Son and Kane. But now with Bruce Allison and that versatility, I think that's 100% why they've signed him. Yeah.
1: Have you got any more for me?
0: I've got one more. Are you ready? Go on. Um, one player and one team that I wouldn't have been touching after the game week one. Um, I thought they offered nothing. Pandem on last week's episode. Even though they lost um, at the weekend, I still saw a lot more from them. ...than we did in the first game week. So I've gone with Anthony Gordon at Everton. He looks to me like he is the focal point in attack for now. Obviously, they need a striker. They've still got Calvin Lewin out injured. He was unlucky not to score at the weekend. Um, he looked a lot sharper. He should have scored, to be honest. He's 5.5 million, which for a guaranteed starter... ...again in a midfield, isn't too bad. And his next three fixtures are uh, oil difficulty rated 2 which is the easiest uh, fixture you can get so he's got um, Forest at home, then Brentford away and then Leeds away so I think Everton will struggle but he's going to start he's got options to get you a cheeky clean sheet points from midfield and possibly get you some attacking roles he's got 1% ownership as well so Anthony Gordon's my last differential
1: yeah I think this is the third week out of episodes that we've we've mentioned Anthony Gordon on on the podcast um, so hopefully he does start getting some points for us and I, I've got one last one as well before we uh, shoot off to the next part go on then my last one um, is Ben Rama uh, watched him play yesterday West Ham was by far the most dangerous player I know you said last week Bowen was one of your uh, one of your picks I mean he doesn't quite look there for me at the minute, but Ben Warmer looks very sharp. He had a goal disallowed, which shouldn't have been disallowed. Is it the bar and uh bounced on the line. They've got Brighton and Villa next. You know, not... the were not the easiest fixtures, but certainly not the worst. And he's only 6 mil at 2% ownership. I'm um, certainly looking at trying to get him into my team for the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, he's definitely looking not to score at the weekend. Well, he did score and then it got ruled out. You know, and but-
1: uh, there's... I would imagine he's he's close up there to being penalty taker. Does Bowen get it next? Does Antonio or does Ben Rahm for now? But he's certainly got to be in the running to take pens now.
0: Yeah, because they'll probably hook Declan Rice off him as well. So yeah, could, could, could be a shout there. Could be a shout. Right, who's your, who's your captain? Who's your captain uh, for your team next week?
1: I'm stuck between two, to be honest. And uh, my two are Rhys James, uh, they're away to lead. Banff has got injured again I know Rodrigo scored a few but he's not prolific I think they'll struggle to score against Chelsea so you got your clean sheet there obviously he offers so much going forward I know he played centre back yesterday but that was just to uh, combat the threat of Son he, he won't be playing centre back uh, in many games against the lower clubs so you've got the attacking and uh, defensive options there and just Mr. Consistent uh, with a bad United are um, Salah so a moment, and a moment in between the two of the minute, which I haven't quite decided I'll see how Liverpool uh, perform later on this evening
0: yeah I've got Salah and Son in my team um, currently um, I've already made my transfer for next week I've actually brought in Martinelli already um, I've gone with Son this week I've had Salah for my captain for the, for the first two weeks uh, but I just think Spurs look good I think uh, they've scored what six goals in the first two weeks. Um, Son and Kane—they seem to always link up. they the early kickoff, so I'm hoping there's goals in that early kickoff at home to Wolves. Um, you know, if Salah bags that trick tonight against Palace, he might have to give the armband to him and keep well, let him keep it. But for now, I've I've currently given uh, Son my captaincy for the first time this year. Right, so that concludes. Uh, this part. In the next part we are going to be looking at a preview of every game in the Premier League next weekend Okay, in this part we're going to start to preview all of the weekend's fixtures in the Premier League The Premier League starts at the early kickoff in North London with Tottenham and then ends on the Monday Night Football with Liverpool uh, travelling to Old Trafford Right, first game of the weekend, Tottenham against Wolves, uh, a team that are scoring plenty of goals against one uh, that's struggling for goals. Spurs win?
1: You would imagine so, wouldn't you? Um, Wolves do, certainly in the last couple of seasons, they do tend to play better against the uh, bigger teams away from home because they're not expected to take the game to them. They can play on in transition, counter-attacks, which with the pace they hold, it suits them. Um, so it, w- it wouldn't be the biggest shock to see Wolves nick something there, but they can't score goals. And then, so while you're relying on a 1-0, Spurs not to score, that's not going to happen really. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a Spurs to nil for me, 2-0 maybe.
0: I'm going to go with exactly the same. I think you, you can't, I think Spurs will score, and I just don't think Wolves will score more, more than one. Yeah. Um, so that completely rules out Wolves getting a, the three points. You know, if they score first, if they score early, can they hang on? I don't think so. Um, for me, I think a Spurs win again. They look, they look good this season. I'm going to go home. Win. Um, moving on to what could be a, a relegation six-pointer already. To be fair, Everton and Forest. Um, I think Everton will get off the mark. I think. Home crowd. They'll know on Merseyside how important this game is, and it's more important for Everton, I think, to not lose it than to necessarily win it. Um, and I'm going to go one each, um, Everton to get their first point of the season. Yeah,
1: it's one of them. Like looking at the prices, Everton are just way too short. The odds on. No one in the world is going to be in Everton. Odds on forest just above three to one i, I just i just won't be back in everton at the prices it, i do think it, it one one's not a bad and like if i was if someone was prodding me for a result i would actually probably go for a forest win
0: i think if you're looking at value if you're saying that forest are three to one i think there's certainly better value than uh, the than everton at what evens at everton
1: well the odds are on. last time i checked uh, i mean when i was quickly pricing it up i thought everton would be like five to four but when I saw that the other words odds on there's definitely value in Forest not that I would be going all out on them but at the prices you've got to be looking at Forest
0: OK another one that's probably difficult to price up two teams that are they're going through transition and treading treacle a little bit Leicester and Southampton um, anything anything available there what do you reckon
1: not in the betting sense now they're two poor teams I haven't got a lot to say on it to be honest um they might, recording this on Monday, you'd expect or hope that both teams would sign someone by the weekend or sign a few players I can't continue to the end of the transfer window without getting anyone. Uh, I, I think Leicester will probably just scrape over the line, but it's certainly not one I would want to begin involved in betting-wise.
0: No, looking at about four to five Leicester, so again, odds on. You just, it's not worth touching, very similar to what we said about Everton. Um I think Leicester might sneak over the line, but I don't think it'll be a great watch. Um, what well, could have potential to be a great watch, uh, which you wouldn't have said maybe three weeks ago before the season started, but Fulham and Brentford both had strong starts. Um, can Fulham keep the uh, unbeaten run going, or did they come back to earth with a bump?
1: All these fixtures this weekend, it's, they're difficult to predict in my eyes, with and this is another one that falls under that category. I think it will be a good game. They're both like attacking and can see there being goals in there. Who will win? One like to predict. I know we've mentioned a few Brentford players in their fantasy team, so we'll be hoping that they'll, they'll do well. But I think it could be like a 2-2. Yeah,
0: I expect I expect goals in it, to be honest. Uh, and I did have a look. And you can get Brentford at uh, 4-11 to to just score. I can't, again, I can't see Fulham keeping a clean sheet and they got one at the weekend but that was down to more poor finishing from Wolves so I, I expect Brentford to score which if you want to stick that in with something else could could be alright um, Palace and Villa quite difficult as we've only seen uh, Palace play once um, they're due to kick off with Liverpool in about 10 minutes time um, Villa got a win at the weekend he's a little bit of pressure maybe on Gerrard Palace what do you reckon?
1: You just look at the picture and it just underwhelms you, doesn't it? Um, neither team. Oh, great watch! They don't play particularly exciting football. They just uh, they just try and get the job done. Yeah, it's it's it's. A, we've mentioned about high scoring draw with Fulham and Brentford. I think this will be the other end of the spectrum. I can see it being a nil nil.
0: Um, I'm going to back Palace, I think. Um, and again, I'm gonna, literally just going off the they had a decent second half against Arsenal, but I think Villa again are in for a, a season struggle. So I'm, I'm going to back Palace. I think Alise uh, is due back for Palace as well. I don't know if he's playing tonight. Actually, um, they have got some exciting young talents, Palace. So I'm, I'm going to expect them at home to to get the win. Yeah. Um, late kickoff. Bournemouth against Arsenal. Um, Bournemouth have just been absolutely spanked by City, who were a top, clearly a top four side. Arsenal, if they want to be a top four side, have they got to be winning a game like this?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a must win. Any team that's not in the top six for the top six, you've got to be you've got to be trying to pick up three points as often as you can, uh, because as soon as soon as you start playing Liverpools and Cities. You soon start dropping points then, and it, it's, it's against these teams that matter. Um, yeah, I would certainly expect Arsenal to win, but they're like, well, two to five, one to three. I, I, like, I just won't be back in Arsenal with your money.
0: Yeah, so Parker at the weekend just kind of said, right, we've written it off going to City as a as a game of, you know, we've we've got no chance basically. Is he doing the same for a game at home, or or will the, no,
1: the... He, Arsenal are still a weak touch away from home? if you can get you know the big lads kicking them that they, they don't always fancy it the youngsters get the crowd up I mean it's certainly not one to write off and I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Bournemouth uh, pinched something
0: Listen, I've seen that they keep kind of pinching things and definitely pinched three points in their last away game was Brighton when they went to Old Trafford can they not? Can they pinch another win against uh, the Hammers on Sunday?
1: They certainly could do uh, West Ham haven't got off to a great start. There were similar ability teams to me, uh, like we've mentioned. We do like Brighton. They both play good football. You worry about Brighton's cutting edge. That's the only thing that you never really fancy them to win a game because you just don't know where the goals are going to come from. Uh, yeah, again, I can see being. I can see the both teams scoring, but because of Brighton's. Lack of firepower. I could just just think West Ham might get over the line.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I think um, just that firepower, isn't it? And I know I've tipped Danny Welbeck as well in a differential. You know, hopefully he can get himself a goal to reward the listeners. Um, but yeah, you, you, you wonder where those goals are coming from. Um, so West Ham might just sneak it. I do fancy though a bit of a curveball in the other game on the, or the next game on Sunday, Leeds and Chelsea. I'm going to go with the draw. I think Leeds can nick a point here.
1: I don't. um, uh, Leeds were one of my tips at the start of the season to go down, and now they've got. Do they get four points at the first two games? Still not convinced by them, to be honest. Um, And like like the top four, top five teams, they're in a different, they're a different breed to the rest of the league. And I just can't just can't see Chelsea not winning here, uh, even with the atmosphere, even with the lack of striker. I just I just think Chelsea get the job done.
0: See, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Leeds to get a point. I think the atmosphere, no strikers for Chelsea. Uh, they seem to have gelled well and they're, they're coping well with the uh, with the lack of Calvin Phillips in the team. And um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna am gonna throw my hat on uh, Leeds to get someone there. Another game which, on paper, could it be a banana skin for City going away to Newcastle on a Sunday evening? It's certainly one
1: of the harder places to go. They don't concede many goals, Newcastle, since Eddie Howe's been there. The fans are obviously always up for it. you got the uh, slope of the pitch, which isn't always easy to play away from home. Like You, you expect City to beat everyone, but if they... The games outside the top few. This is certainly a place you could see them dropping points.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be an absolute stroll like it was against Bournemouth. But uh, City should get the job done, shouldn't they? And at one to three, they're not as they're not as short as you would potentially expect. What do you reckon, sir?
1: I wouldn't be backing them in one to three. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, it's one of the trickier places to go when. I think there's when you we mentioned. You look at Arsenal, Bournemouth. What do you think Arsenal more of a banker than uh, City were?
0: Well, they're similar prices aren't they? You know, yeah. Arsenal are four to eleven, City one to three. So very similar prices. And um, you've got to be saying that City have probably got that better team, haven't they? Um, yeah. So. I'd probably if I had to pick out one of the two, which which is more likely to happen, I think City. I think Arsenal probably still win will win at Bournemouth. Um, but I think City will as well.
1: So talking about another team that are, are a similar price, which is absolutely crazy, is Liverpool away to Man United. Man United are over six to one at home, yeah. which I think it must be the first time in Premier League history.
0: I was uh, it, just about to say it myself. I've currently got them at 7-1 to one at home uh, against Liverpool on Monday night. And I thought the price on Liverpool was short, was, was good. Um, this 2-5, to what have well, you got them as? I know they were 1-2 earlier. Yeah,
1: uh, we've been a Liverpool fan. It's, uh, my judgement's a little bit clouded at times when the playman United, i never fancy them to win no matter how bad. Man United are so they're always tricky, tricky one for me to call. Um, it's uh, still, I think, the biggest game in world football. Manchester United, Liverpool. No matter how bad Man- Manchester United are, um, if Manu played anywhere near like they did against Brentford, passing the ball out from the back, then you, Liverpool could get into double figures.
0: Yeah, well, they put four past them, didn't they, last season? Liverpool beat them four nil. Five. Was it five? <laughs> Um, it's it's bad, isn't it? Uh, I think there's a walkout planned, isn't there, the, from the United fans? I just wouldn't turn up. I think if I was a United fan. Um, no, I think
1: it was nine 0 The two games, one there was a five and yeah, four. I mean, Liverpool four. stopped playing after fifty minutes last
0: year at Old Trafford. I just think the organi- the defense is in disarray, and I think if those front three from Liverpool are moving all over the place, they're not going to have a clue who's where, and it it, it could be a cricket score. Um, but two to five, one to two. I thought we at a bad price on Liverpool. To be fair, and we'll come on to that in a in a minute because we are going to move on to in a second. Um, our are we wrapped up for there. Are we all previewed up, cool. So we'll move on to our uh, the week's best bet and our trebles. Last week, what was your best bet?
1: Chelsea to get nine cor- nine or more corners. I, I tipped it up at seven to two, a bit of a nice price for bankers. We normally go for odds on, but like I mentioned, the, the the corners history against Tottenham last season and they start of the first game of the season they actually got eight after 55 minutes yesterday so they had the best part of 40 minutes uh, just to get one, another one and they actually didn't get it which is, uh, which is an absolute shocker
0: yeah I think my best bet with that just went straight in and just went for an Arsenal um, obviously a nice little banker nice little winner but I think they were only four to nine Um but uh, at least it was a green tick and a winner. Right, We'll uh, when we come back, we'll move on to our best bets, trebles and bankers for the weekend. <laughs> Okay, welcome to part four, uh, where we're going to have a look at the value and the best bets for next week's uh, games in the English Football League and Premier League. We're going to pick a treble each, and we're going to pick an absolute banker. Um, I'm going to start with my treble. Uh, quite excited about my treble this week. Um, treble comes in at about four to one, and um, so my first selection in my treble is I'm going to go double chance because I've got a successful double chance last week. I'm going to go Ipswich or draw, uh, which is at 4-11. to 11. Ipswich are away at Shrewsbury. Ipswich have had a really good start to the season. Um, they currently sit top of League 1. Uh, Shrewsbury have won one, lost one, drawn one, kind of mid-range. Um, Ipswich, they've recruited well in the summer, uh, they hired Kieran McKenna uh, from Manchester United in December last year he's had 28 games as manager and they've had 15 clean sheets along with that and he's only lost 5 games ever um, since he's been manager, um, I think they are very good selection to go up in League 1 so 4-11 to 11, um, just to add a bit of value in there, I'm going to go with Ipswich or draw as my first selection Second one I'm going to go for is Burnley to beat Blackpool. Uh, Burnley are at home. Burnley, different start, really. They beat uh, Huddersfield, first game of the season, but then drew to Luton and then lost uh, at the weekend. However, Blackpool, again, they started with a win, but have had two poor results, um, losing to um, Swansea and also losing to Stoke, and they've been knocked out of the EFL Cup by Barrow. So Blackpool, not on the greatest run, Burnley do play some good football. They were very unlucky um, last week against Watford. How they didn't pick up any points from that, I don't know. Um, so that is 7-10 uh, Burnley to win. And then my third selection, which is bringing the value and which is a kind of an out there choice, is I'm going to go with MK Dons at home. Uh, MK Dons are at home to Accrington Stanley at the weekend. Uh, MK Dons are currently evens you're getting that price because MK Dons are currently bottom of League 1 MK Dons are beaten playoff finalists last year they've been in in and around the playoffs for the last couple of years, they've been in the championship within the last few years as well Uh, they are a good team, I know they've lost uh, Scott Twine to Burnley but they are a good team and they've lost all three games so far this season but they have played Ipswich who I said uh, who were a decent side. Sheffield Wednesday, who are also a decent side. Home to Accrington. Accrington played probably the worst team in League One at the weekend in uh, Burton, who currently don't have any strikers on their books. Uh, and they drew four all with them. Um, I think... Yes, MK are bottom, but the season starts now for MK, so evens. Uh, I'm backing them as my last selection of my treble. So I've got Ipswich or draw, Burnley to win, and MK Dons, and that is just around uh, four to one. So twenty quid gets you in around hundred quid on that one. What have you got in your treble?
1: Yeah, nice no, that one. Uh, I see you've gone for the uh, lower league uh, fixtures. I've kept within the firm. I mean, I don't know as much as you about the. Uh, Lower league ones. So I like all mine or from the Prem. I've gone for you're not going to like my first one, and it's actually my uh, my banker as well, which is Chelsea. <laughs> I know you've mentioned you think Leeds will get a, a point, uh, they won't. Um, yeah, Chelsea are on a different different class. Leeds have got now strikers. I, I think they're a very bang average team. I think that'll be down the bottom. Chelsea, are well, I well, know we've mentioned a few one to three. Uh, teams, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, all the way from home. Chelsea are actually 4 to 7 away to Leeds, which I think is a, a backable price. So we will go for them for my absolute banker, and I am going to double them up and stick them in my treble as well. I'm going to stick them in with uh, the both teams to score in the Fulham game. Uh, they've got Fulham v Brentford, as we've mentioned. We think there's going to be plenty of goals in there. Both teams to score is a juicy 8 to 11. Uh, Neither team are incredibly great defensive. Uh, both like to get forward. Uh, both scored. No, uh, fully Mr. a against Wolves. Uh, but they will play more on the front foot at home. Expect plenty of goals from now on. And um, both teams to score. And um, my third and final one for the treble is uh, Spurs to win to nil. Uh, they're six to four. We've mentioned Wolves can't score for Toffee. Uh, Spurs look very good. Uh, Wolves will keep it tight ish, I think. I can't see it being like a free 4 like 5 1, 5 2. I think it will be a low scoring. Uh, Spurs win, so I think they will win 1 2 0. That's to win to 6 4. And the trouble is 11 2, that's Chelsea. Spurs to win to and both teams are scoring the Fulham
0: game. Pays
1: around 11 to 2.
0: It's not bad, so you're getting more for your money there. Um, Right, you've already said that your your best bet is uh, well, your banker of the weekend is Chelsea yeah? Correct. Cool. Mine is one hundred percent Liverpool. Um, I thought they'd be shorter than what they are. Um, I've written down that they were uh, one to two. They've drifted already because they've gone to two to five or four to nine. Um, Liverpool will absolutely run rings around United. Um, United are in absolute disarray and Liverpool are an absolute certainty, regardless of the result against Palace that's currently being played now, um, to run rings around United and to just compile the misery on them. Um, It is the worst fixture for United if you're a United fan right now. Um, So my banker are Liverpool.
1: Do you agree with that? Yeah, Liverpool, they should win, shouldn't they? I've mentioned I don't really like tipping Liverpool against Man United. Just quickly working that out. I mean, if you bank of both doubles Chelsea Liverpool double uh, around six to four, uh, so that's going to go. So drinking money for the weekend
0: sounds like a plan. Remember, as always, gamble responsibly. Uh, when the fun stops, stops. Gamble within your means, and if you do need support on any gambling, you can find those on our socials at Footy Lads Chat. Right, that concludes um, our podcast for this week. Um, thank you very much, James, for uh, coming. Thank you for you guys for for tuning in. Remember to follow us on our socials, where we'll be tweeting out uh, a lot of our picks for the weekend as the as the week progresses. That's a, at Footy Lads Chat. Thank you for tuning in. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much.